Welcome to Energy Talks, a regular podcast series with expert discussions on power system testing topics. My name is Scott Williams from the podcast team at Omicron, and I will be your host. In this episode, we are going to talk about cybersecurity at substations in the power grid. Protecting the power grid against cyber attacks requires a security strategy that takes hold at all levels. This includes not only controlling digital access from the outside, but also monitoring and detecting suspicious or unauthorized activity within the substation network. Suitable real-time intrusion detection systems should offer not only a high degree of security in the long term, but they should also require little maintenance and be easily integrated into the automated processes used in maintaining and operating substation systems. With me to discuss this topic is Thomas Friedel, cybersecurity expert at Omicron. Hello, Thomas. Welcome, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Energy Talks. Hello, Scott. Uh, thank you for inviting me to this talk. So I'm happy to talk about cybersecurity with you. Super. Well, thanks again. Thomas, what is cybersecurity and why is it so critical at substations? Well, uh, cybersecurity is a widely used term at, at those days, but in general, it's uh, it's protecting any kind of electronical device, or, uh, intelligent devices, computers against threats coming uh, from the network to the devices, coming from whatever uh, USB stick to, to to harm devices to to get them out of function and so on. And it's now uh, this is now arriving also at the substation uh, in all the so the substation was were closed and there were no connection to the internet mainly but it's changed now heavily and that's why we have also the uh, the components in the substations are intelligent devices connected to the network by that reachable uh, from the outside uh, not only from for the good ones but also for the bad guys and that's why uh, that is that is also now a hot topic uh, cyber security and and uh, implement uh, solutions to to protect the substations the, the assets of the substation. What are the types of intrusions that should be protected against at substations? Well, we have probably a couple. So we call that uh, attack vectors. That basically are ways and methods uh, where you can break into a, in a system or in, in an environment you're not, not supposed to be in. So, in, and there are couple of attack vectors uh, which we have to consider. So one is so the remote connection. So let's say we have control center somewhere and they are doing control work on the substation and that is a way uh, also a potential attacker can use to get into the system. Uh, then remote connections via firewalls, routers to do just normal maintenance work, uh, but also the engineering PCs where we're uh, Either the company itself has his, his own engineers or they have a third-party company doing maintenance work in the substation. So they are coming always with uh, notebooks uh, to do some work using special software, special protocols to do specific tasks on these devices in the substation. And also that is a potential way. So, so a potential uh, attacker or uh, attacker may uh, may. Uh, First, attack these uh, these notebook from a uh, third party 
party vendor and then try to do something harmful in the substation. So we call that supply chain attacks. So, and also, uh, let's say, uh, devices Omicron is using to monitor uh, or to test, uh, to do test testing work in the substation. Uh, they are somehow connected uh, to the network as well. Uh, so also we need to take care about uh, those devices to make them secure and harder so that, that there's no, no possibility to get uh, something in, into those devices. So these are the most common um, attack vectors we see in the substation. Okay. What is unique about protecting substations against such intrusions? How would you compare it to an, another type of company? Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a, a good and a very interesting question because that is something which is uh, quite often underestimated or not really well considered. Uh, sometimes people taking classical IT solutions uh, and, and trying to transform them to the substation, but uh, that's quite often doesn't work. So we have a couple of things to need to be considered. So the most important thing is in a substation, uh, the most important thing is to not interrupt the work in the substation because we want to have our power to get our whatever stuff uh, running on with, with energy coming from the plug uh, in our houses and so on. So the, the most important thing is uh, to be uh, not uh, interruptive uh, once you're doing kind of uh, intrusion detection, if you would like, uh, and then you need to find a way to still monitor the traffic, but uh, in, a, in a more smarter way. And the other thing is, if you're talking about those kind of things, you always have to work together with the engineers in, in these substations and they need to understand what's going to happen and they you need to explain them it very well in your solution why that is harmful and what actions they should take. Okay, just on the side, these types of attacks that uh, you want to protect substations from, are they quite common? I would not say they are common. So if you compare that, let's say, with the, we call it script kits type of activities, there's a young guy sitting in a cellar and, and, and doing is trying to do some harmful stuff and then is happy over broke the internet for a second or something like that. So this is not the type of uh, intrusions or attacks we see here in the substation. These are more the well-organized, uh, other called state-sponsored attacks. So that means there's a government behind those kind of uh, uh, attackers or we see also crime crime organizations which are at the end of the day profit oriented business organizations like any any business in the world but they're, they're doing something to attack uh, and they have a lot of res resources available they are well planned well organized they're planning very well so that's completely different so we call it a uh, target attacks basically so it's, it's totally different to what we see what you see on your your notebook if you're getting email spam emails or something like that so this is more mass attacks so but in the substation we see more well organized and targeted attacks and that makes it even more complicated to protect against. Thomas, you mentioned protection in connection with cybersecurity. I have seen the use of the term protection engineering. Is this at all related to cybersecurity? Well, uh, yeah, you, you may conclude that protection means protecting against cyber attacks, but that the meaning of protection engineering is something different in the substation. That means uh, it's a very important duty or task uh, you have to do in the substation. It means you uh, you have protection relays, for example, which trip circuit breakers in in the case of a failure, and you need to maintain and have these protection systems 
and uh, always up to date and 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 uh, running accurate to don't get uh, let's say outages but that is completely different what we mean with uh, cyber security protection it's the protection engineer is an extremely important task but cyber security is something totally different but also taking care about protecting those protection relays for example against cyber attacks but there are different terms and different meanings okay well that's good to clear up who is essentially responsible for cybersecurity at substations and power grids? Um, that's that's sometimes not hundred percent clear. So in general, uh, I would say the protection engineer or the one who is responsible for the substation is also responsible to uh, think about how how I can protect against cyber attacks. It's the same way as I close the door to the substation and to have video cameras uh, on top of that to to monitor if there's somebody entering that. But in larger uh, operations, though, they have they have spe special people, kind of security information officers or those types of groups and they are overall considering the cybersecurity for for a company but they have to cooperate with the protection engineers and the people who are taking care about the substation because they have to implement solutions which are working in those environments as i mentioned before uh, not totally passive no interrupting things and so on and that is sometimes not easy to achieve in, in corporations because the classical it people do have a different thinking and different understanding because they only mainly have their it classical office it equipment in mind okay Thomas, what are the principal challenges these persons are facing? Let's take attacks things away because this is this is probably the, the biggest challenge to be prepared against these sophisticated attacks. But in in terms of operating those kind of solutions, there is really still to see there is a a gap between office IT and we call it OT operational uh, IT if you would like. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's it, it's like two different languages sometimes, and that is probably the biggest challenge the companies have uh, that that these, these two entities have to work together and in, in consequence you have to implement systems which really capable to solve that problem and also to to support the cooperations between IT like like cybersecurity forensic experts and OT people and that's that's really the biggest challenge I think at the moment for companies okay in your opinion, what is needed to effectively protect power substations and power grids? Uh, in, in, in respect to cybersecurity attacks, so yeah, yeah, you need you need to have a solution which is easy to integrate in in a, uh, in, in, in in such a landscape. Speaks the language of the substation engineer, the protection engineer is is capable to to alert uh, in time. It needs to understand the special protocols because that that is very important. The special protocols, network protocols, per example, or control protocols, which are used to operate a substation, because these protocols are also used to inject attacks. And mm -hmm. so the system needs to understand uh, these those protocols very well. We are talking about deep packet inspection, for example, to really look deep in the packets to see if there's nothing uh, harmful uh, hiding inside. Uh, and uh, these these um, systems also should 
be able to 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 monitor and alert independently of uh, of any connections to any uh, control center. So they should capable to work in a substation in a, in a robust environment, but also deliver connectivity to uh, let's say uh, global lock management systems corporates are using. So this is I think is very important, and they need to be accurate, and they have to be as less false. We call it false positives alerting, but having not really an attack, which because that annoys people and causes frictions uh, because you have to check alerts and if they are not real alerts then you don't want to check things yeah how difficult is it to implement an effective cyber security at substations the biggest work is really um, to to consider what what system is 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 really fits to my environment is it yeah easy to implement uh, into the network because all these systems needs to monitor the network traffic so you need to to take care that you're getting the network traffic so we, we are typically using a mirror port from switches also and then then it should be not to be too complicated to, to to set it up and what we have seen in the past with uh, with some solutions available so you have to do a very long learning phase uh, stay so to, to learn really what is the traffic in the network and, and then you're not catching maintenance uh, work because it's different type of work and that that makes it all complicated so you should have a solution which can deal with that and uh, can also understand uh, how is the setup of, of a substation so that you can gives this knowledge to the device so that it easily can uh, detect what is what is normal traffic in the in the substation and what should not be there and that is uh, that is that is sometimes very difficult and you need to have good devices which are capable to do that and to to do do not waste too many time to to set it up thomas are there any particular international standards that offer guidelines there are some international standards which are, let's say, more generic, uh, uh, and then it's it's uh, it's translated to to industries, for example. So we do have in in uh, then then it, it's, it's in countries adopted uh, to to uh, let's say guidelines uh, which are somehow taking the essence from these uh, international standards, translating it to the language of this industry, in our case, to the energy, and then saying, so this is for us important, do this, do this, do this, and we recommend this and this and this. And then also we have some some countries which now also even starting to translate those, those recommendations or standards into law. For example, uh, in Germany, that's, that's the country where I am living, so we last recently uh, there was a, a law issued make it make it mandatory uh, to to uh, so-called critical infrastructure companies to implement um, uh, uh, intrusion detection systems for for their networks. So that 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 is also an aspect of these kind of let's say standards or recommendations. Okay, Thomas, how and when did Omicron become involved with cybersecurity? Um, uh, Omicron, uh, as you may know, is is uh, is already thirty five years or longer than that in in operation, and was, was focusing always on the energy sector, uh, doing uh, testing and uh, uh, or developing testing devices uh, which you need for to operate your substation, for example. Uh, and uh, ten years ago, we we also started to think about, I mean, uh, what 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 is about what's coming next, or what should be done else, and there was cybersecurity just on the horizon for substations and we thought we need to do something we need to offer our customers something uh, to protect also on that level and we started really 
into research. So what should we do? Is there technology available on the market we may leverage? And then overall, we came to the conclusion there's not really something available which suits the needs of a substation or these specific needs of, of the energy industry. So we, at the end of the day, we started to develop uh, approximately five years ago, really to, to develop our own device uh, to to have functions in function in coverage, which are really needed for our, our industry sector. Okay. Well, could you tell us about Omicron's cybersecurity solution for substations? Uh, yeah, we we uh, we have uh, yeah we start or the, the product if I'm allowed to to name the product the product is called Station Guard, uh, which is a, is a device which is available either uh, as a as a hardware with, a, with we we created also a, a specific hardware hardened hardware with security controls uh, to protect the hardware itself to make the hardware also independently working uh, with in a robust environment without fans and so on so that that there that is. The, the hardware will survive a lot uh, in those environments. And on this hardware, there is running our software, Station Guard software. And we, we then basically, we are leveraging really our deep knowledge about substations, about protocols like uh, uh, IEC 61850, uh, to, to our really deep knowledge. Uh, and we, we, we take this knowledge we have and we take this, let's say, uh, knowledge about how a substation is designed, what is it, how is it commissioned, what are the communication which is allowed in a substation. And then we're putting that, if you would like, into Station Guard. And from that moment on, Station Guard knows how the substation uh, should operate. And then we immediately uh, look at any packet which is now traveling across the substation network. And we are comparing that. We be building up a kind of decision tree, if you would like, and compare, comparing every packet with the what is how how is the substation configured and if that is traffic which is allowed or not allowed so we don't need any learning phase and so on so that that makes it somehow unique uh, and that's basically how our product works okay well you mentioned one differentiating factor how is the solution different from others and what in particular makes it so effective we talk this different approach to to let's say well, to to not doing uh, weeks and of learning uh, phase which is are prone to to error so uh, that's 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 really one of the the biggest differentiator we are they have deep packet inspection for these specific protocols in this industry and leveraging this knowledge uh, but but also the let's say supporting of uh, we call it we call it maintenance mode so you have to imagine if other other systems do have a did learn how a, a substation should operate it takes sometimes two to four weeks or so, but then a maintenance uh, task is coming along and, and, and these other devices are completely lost because it's for them is it's alert so they there's something happening but i don't know i didn't learn and and we 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 have also incorporated uh, a kind of maintenance mode in our in our solution so that that makes it much easier for um for people who operate our solution uh, to to per example say i'm now in a maintenance phase and there are specific protocols used by engineering PCs, which typically are not allowed in a normal operating uh, uh, phase, and and but we allow that in the maintenance uh, situation and still lock these activities and so on. So that's a, a lot of work had been done uh, by developing that product to make it really useful for substations and energy uh, systems. So that's I think that's very makes us very unique. Thank you, Thomas. What do you see as future trends in cybersecurity in the power industry? 
I would say though, to, now you have these. We 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 went the first step, and we are, we are happy that, that now the industry changed to say to consider this as a as a risk or a potential attack vector to get to put, which is worthwhile to protect. So that's already a good achievement that we see now more and more more energy companies really consider this to do something. But then you have devices uh, which are producing messages, alerts, and I think the next step would be that that you have to connect those devices as, as ours to uh, let's say overall lock or we call it a theme solutions security information event management solutions uh, where, where you can have uh, uh, also alerts collected from any other device and and then make even an even smarter decision about what's going on and uh, what to combine that with other informations you have so that is that's probably something which is happening as well uh, more and more in the power industry to establish so-called socks it's called security operating center and there's also still a discussion uh, if i should have let's say my own sock for my ot uh, environment and to have a to have a separate uh, sock security operating center for the classical office it world so these are they started already with having socks and there's still a discussion if that should be combined or is this is are these worlds still too different uh, that that yeah, I do need different people to operate those uh, security solutions. I think that is still something which is going to happen. And uh, maybe then we will see a tendency also to, to use more threat intelligence, uh, which is available to even avoid attacks or being even even more smart to to, to detect things uh, in, in a substation or in an energy network. Okay. So you mentioned uh, uh, this becoming a, a more important issue every day uh in in the power industry and and also this trend uh and awareness of cybersecurity being in a very important and critical issue how do you how what would you recommend to substations to best meet these coming trends what what should they be doing now to prepare uh in the best way for the future uh, i think they should should look into solutions which really Students do the how they operate and not just immediately take over something which is available from the the, the office uh, IT world, which are good devices, but they are not made for the OT world. So that they, and they should really uh, also look into how how can I really operate that? How many resources do I have to let's say run uh, run these systems? So is it? Do I have the resources to run a complicated systems, or do I have do I need uh, uh, systems which are easier to operate, speaking my language, uh, and help me uh, very quick and uh, in in decide and what to do to give a, give out to to help me in in, in define a workflow what to do if then, uh, some activities are detected and and as they also and that's still the case it should should be able to operate independent independent in a robust environment we have in a substation thomas where can our listeners learn more about what omicron is doing in the field of cybersecurity um, we, we are we are regularly doing web web uh, cars or, or it's then allowed uh, in the future to do also we're doing also on uh, real events where we also presenting our cyber security solutions we're doing that across the globe in all our uh, let's say sales regions we're doing that on a regular basis at the moment you can really get uh, get also access to, to to listen to to web webinars we are presenting also we are recording those type of webinars they 
who can you can can listen to them but also you can approach us you can approach me for example I'm, I'm more or less globally responsible for for the cyber security things um, at omicron so we we are we also have uh, local people in, in in the region so they, they can be approached so then we can talk about our concept and we are trying to listen what are the real needs of the customers to really adapt our solution to the real needs of customers and and then we continue to develop that and we are listening also closely to our customers so there are a couple of ways and of course the uh, our website you can get information there we have uh, just recently redesigned our web web page and, and to to get also the cyber security aspect a, a more prominent place there so so you you can 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 go those ways Okay. You had mentioned uh, a number of webinars that Omicron is offering on this topic of cybersecurity. Um, first of all, what, what can an attendee learn in, in, in these webinars? Uh, we are trying to do, uh, of course, we're also using these these webinars to explain how our solution works and then what the concept of our solution is. So that that's, if, if his interest is that, then he'll, he's learning that really the concept and how, let's say, is the architecture and the, the working behind of our solution. But we're also doing webinars, not just solely presenting our solution. We also uh, always, well, we are mainly inviting also speakers uh, from the industry. Well, last recently, we had a, a webinar that was one of was the, the chief information security officer from one of the largest DSOs in Europe was speaking, and he was really sharing his experience and and what kind of steps they they did to improve their cyber security, and that was extremely useful for the audience. And that was not in, in speech from a, a Omicron person; it was really an, an let's say an, an, an industry ex expert. And so we are trying to to do those kind of things also in our webinars also if laws coming along uh, which needs to be considered we are trying to to source experts uh, which can explain to the customer uh, what, what what impact might that law have to future strategy so we are trying to to be info, as informative as possible in, in those type of webinars okay and listeners who are interested do they have to be omicron customers to attend these webinars uh, no, no, they don't need to be customers. We would like them to, to turn them into our customers to convince them that we have a good solutions, but it's open to uh, for everybody. Okay, now that's great to know. Mm. And I think uh, right now it's very important to make sure everybody is aware of, of the issues and and how to go about implementing cybersecurity uh, in substations. That's correct. Yeah, that I think that's one of the main tasks of those type of webinars also to make people, companies aware what's going on and that they have to think about what they do against this and how, how will that fit into the overall, let's say, IT, OT strategy. So that's very important, yeah. Very good. Thomas, thank you very much for joining us for this episode and for giving us uh, your view about cybersecurity, future trends, and uh, what substations can be doing now to prepare for the future. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Scott, for inviting me. It was really a pleasure uh, to, to share uh, my, my views here. So thank you very much for uh, inviting me. Great. Thanks again. And a big thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Energy Talks. We welcome your questions and feedback. Simply send us an email to podcast at omicronenergy.com. Omicron has several years of experience in power system testing and offers you the matching solution for your application. For more information, be sure to visit our website at omicronenergy.com.
If you would like to learn more about cybersecurity and matching Omicron solutions used to protect substations, please visit omicronenergy.com forward slash cyber hyphen security. Please join us to listen to the next episode of Energy Talks. Goodbye for now, everyone. Thank you.